Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of More DEI Discussions. I am your host, Dr. Marlon Moore, president of Marlon Moore Consulting, a DEI strategy firm designed to help companies establish intentional and strategic business practices to promote representation and inclusion in their workplace and communities. More DEI discussions are a series of interviews with C-suite executives who share their candid insights into many of the important aspects of creating and advancing DEI principles and practices. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Rod Sayal, the Senior Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer for Huntington Bank, a $187 billion asset regional bank headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. Raj leads the development and execution of Huntington's human resources strategies, enabling their ability to drive the bank's vision to become the country's leading people-first, digitally-powered bank. He is responsible for critical human resource functions, including strategic workforce planning, talent development, succession planning, learning, in addition to compensation, benefits, and recognition. Raj has more than 35 years of professional experience, and in his previous role, he was the Managing Director and Global Head of Human Resources for Market Group Limited, a global financial information services firm. It is my true pleasure and distinct honor to be joined by my friend, Raj Sayal today. Raj, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Moore. I'm great. How are you? I'm glad to be here. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so glad that you're glad to be here and I'm glad we're able to share this time for for our listeners out there. Um, a little disclosure disclaimer here. Raj and I actually had the pleasure. I hope you viewed it as a pleasure of, of working together during my time as chief diversity officer at Huntington Bank. Uh, really enjoyed our working partner and partnership and friendship, Raj, and uh, just so glad to have you on today. Thank you, Marlon. Couldn't couldn't feel uh uh, any any different at all. And uh, the fact that we're together today is uh, a sure sign of our friendship and our professional relationship. So appreciate you a lot. I appreciate that. Thank you. So Raj, I'm, I'm going to uh, jump into some questions here. And um, one of the first questions I want to keep it consistent, I ask all my guests, um, is why is diversity, equity, and inclusion important to you? Hmm. I am diverse. Uh, I've been a, a, a part of a diverse community of executives, HR professionals for a number of years. And I started my career in banking, as you mentioned, uh, over 35 years ago. So, you know, I've seen kind of different perspectives uh, across the globe and across the times. Um, And I think what it comes down to to it for me is, what do you want to be a part of? How do you, meaning me, you uh, uh, as well, Marlon, and many others, how do we want to shape the, day, the daily lives that we're a part of. What kind of community of work do we want to be a part of? And for me, it all comes down to culture. So why diversity, equity, inclusion is so critical for me is I want to be part of a winning culture. I want to be part of an inclusive environment. I want to come to work respected not only for what I do, but for who I am. Mm. And, and I think that those are the things that matter most. We'll get into some of the other reasons why, but I want to belong to an organization that respects me as a human, respects me as a professional, 
and where I can uh, not only be treated uh, well, but I can treat other well, others well as well. That's phenomenal. Want to be respected for who you are and what you bring uh, to an organization makes a lot of sense. And considering Huntington's goal is to become uh, the country's the country's leading people first, people first, digitally powered bank. So let's move from the individual level of why it's important to you to why is or how has DEI made Huntington um, a better company? Well, part of the answer is in what you just said, people first, right? So uh, I'm in charge of the people agenda for the company and helping lead that with many executive leaders across the bank, tone from the top. So it all starts with our CEO and our executive leadership team and works its way through the company. So for me, DEI has made Huntington a better company because we're inclusive and we reflect the, uh, the communities we serve. But putting people first is our number one priority. Can't do that if you don't represent the many, many, many different walks of life that we have. So today we have a DEI network that you help build, Marlon, uh, that is very strong. We have nine BRGs, a little bit bigger than when you were last uh, with us, 71 uh, BRG chapters, eight regional inclusion councils, and five communities of practice. And what this all means is our colleagues have a forum to feel included. Our colleagues have a forum to discuss, to help shape the company that we are. And today we have taken many strides in our DE&I journey, uh, but we foster an environment that is inclusive and distinctive and contributes to being a people first organization. That's awesome. So Raj, you actually touched on something that um, a number of my clients through Marlin Moore Consulting are starting to talk about. So we, we know that BRGs or business resource groups usually identify or align with some dimension of diversity. An inclusion council usually centers around an area or location and bringing folks together. But then you mentioned communities of practice, which seems to be somewhat new, where you're bringing together people who kind of focus on one particular um, focus area. It could be their love for pets or their appreciation of sustainability. Um, how are those how are those working out for your organization, the communities of practice? Look, again, it's the voice of our colleagues, right? Our communities of practice help, again, with an inclusive culture. It allows the conversations to happen as opposed to not be heard at all. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to make sure that maybe it isn't something that directly aligns to the bank or the communities that we serve, but it's important for our colleagues to have an opportunity. Maybe it's faith-based. Maybe it's uh, current events, what's happening in the world today, but it's an opportunity for our colleagues to express, to share, to allow their viewpoints to be heard. And, um, and in some cases, you know, depending on what the event is, Marlon, it also is a, a healing moment. Mm. And our colleagues can come together to tell one another how they feel and get support. Communities of practice, BRGs, inclusion councils, are critical to our success. That's awesome. That goes a long way in creating that sense of belonging. So uh, kudos to you all for that. Um, so Raj used to always say, you you know, we put the human in resources. So, <laughs> and with over 35 years of experience, let me 
take it specifically to what you do day day uh, day to day. Um, DEI somehow touches every phase of the employee life cycle, whether it's talent attraction, development, or retention. Um, why is why is it important for that to happen? Why should DEI be weaved into those aspects of the employee life cycle? It all comes down to purpose. Why are we here? What, why do we do what we do? And we want to make sure that, you know, we have a prioritization in our company, as you'll recall, Marlon, we want to make sure that we are engaging with our colleagues, that we're developing our colleagues, certainly that we're retaining our colleagues. We do want to be the best place our colleagues will ever work. And in some cases, we have to attract new colleagues to the bank. Mm-hmm. So in all of those dimensions, as you just said, um, people today don't want to work at companies that aren't progressive. Mm-hmm. They want to be something part of something that is going to help shape, support, and define who they are. So uh, again, I think that we must reflect the communities we serve. And for that, we have to have DE&I in terms of attracting colleagues to the bank, but I'm not going to want to be part of an employer or part of an organization that also isn't progressive in terms of how we look at diversity of thought, diversity of skills, diversity of humans and perspectives. You know, you want to be able to come to a place that you can be included, sure, but that you're respected for your points of view. Uh, we do believe our greatest asset is our colleagues. It's our, it's our number one effort in terms of uh, what drives our company. And I believe, as you've said, we are the human and human resources. But why we're the human and human resources is because we believe at Huntington, if we do not have happy, satisfied, um, motivated colleagues, we're not going to have happy, satisfied, loyal customers. So there's a direct connect here. Be inclusive, make sure that we're providing an opportunity for our colleagues to grow and belong to a great company, and we will have a better outcome with our customers. That's, that's awesome. Um, you know, the, the recruitment process is extremely important. So having, you know, your recruiters um, promote diversity and sustainability and other things that matter to um, prospective candidates is important. Um, retention. You touched on some things earlier, like the business resource groups and inclusion councils and communities of practice. Creating a sense of belonging goes a long way to retaining your top talent. Um, yep. so that's that's really great to hear how you all are focused on that. So, so I happen to know from my time there that um, you all stood up some really great things that I, you know, humbly think are industry leading and in some regards industry changing. Um, some of those things include um, uh, establishing military deployment benefits, caregiver time off, um, creating meditation and prayer rooms. Um, how did you get to military deployment benefits or meditation and prayer room? Well, conceptually, at the center of the organization, we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion group that you're very familiar with, Marlon, a group of professionals that really do want to advance our organization. But what is unique about it at Huntington is each and every one of our executive leadership team members is a sponsor of a BRG business resource group 
or inclusion council. So we really wanna make sure that the voices of our colleagues are heard and that we can differentiate through action. So some of the things that you mentioned are a direct result of our colleagues, what they would like to see our organization do and how we can best support them. So uh, one of the last things I think that you were involved in directly was the meditation room uh, and making sure that each of our centers has a meditation room. We've now gone to uh, uh, transgender, multi-gender bathrooms. We've gone to making sure that we've launched an LGBTQ plus benefits guide, uh, making sure that we have gender transition guidelines, Mm -hmm. uh, a cultural celebration PTO day. We want our colleagues to take a day a year paid Mm -hmm. to make sure that we are welcoming, learning, understanding, and celebrating a variety of rich cultures that exist in our bank. We have a cultural celebration week where we share amongst amongst our colleagues uh, stories and journeys that our colleagues have taken, not only with Huntington, but perhaps in coming to this wonderful country of ours. So it's all about expanding one's viewpoint and making sure that we are as really as inclusive as we can be. So DEI at the center, but our executive leaders and our colleagues really do make a difference for us. That's awesome. Now I got I got to push a little deeper on that that uh, that topic there, Raj, because you know it sounds great and it is phenomenal, but it's not easy necessarily um, establishing those benefits and those different programs. Here's what I mean by that, or more importantly, they're going to be leaders, executives in HR and across their companies listening to this this interview. So can you just give us a little insight in, into how does one go about establishing military deployment benefits? And what are some of the things you look at? I mean, we just can't wake up today and say we want it and now we have it. How, how does one get to that place of having military deployment benefits for, as an example? Sure. So people first, right? Um, we're not going to be the same as the others. And I think you have to start there. This isn't about keeping pace. This is about making a difference. Can't do everything. So, you know, our colleagues, if we took, if we look at our voice survey, we have an annual survey, like most companies do. The list is longer than what we may be able to invest in annually. But choosing and picking and hearing from our colleagues what's most important to them means that every year we can do more. And we do. So military benefits and supporting spouses Uh, spouses and families during a military deployment was a real key component of making sure that our uh, servicemen and women were able to serve our country um, and come back to an opportunity at Huntington and while away not necessarily have to give up or or, uh, do without many of the things that are important to them like health care, like maybe snow removal, re-engagement if they've if they've been on a long deployment mm-hmm. so supporting our military servicemen and women is critical to ensuring that we are a different company and one that truly looks out for people mm, that's awesome so as we're approaching veterans day kudos to huntington bank and thank you to all those men and women um who served our country and continue to serve our country so really great to hear your focus um on that raj you mentioned your colleague engagement survey. 
your colleague engagement survey, I believe the voice survey. Right. Um, I understand that at one point you went from a 74 to 88 points favorable as it relates to your DEI index, which is pretty, pretty phenomenal. What do you think are some things that led to that? How did you have such an improvement year over year? Great question. I think multiple things, right? So um, the continuous effort of investment and build mm -hmm. showed our colleagues that we were serious about them. So that's number one. Um, we, we, we have a, a, a real opportunity for our colleagues to ask and for us to serve or for us to deliver. And we do take that very seriously. Again, we manage expectations sure. so that our colleagues understand that it is an investment, whatever that is, but being able to show year after year our commitment to diversity, equity, inclusion is a key component. Another component is, uh, and again, part of, part of your early days, Marlon, we wanna make sure that our company is represented in every dimension of diversity, equity, inclusion, not at the entry level only components, but middle to senior management. What are those opportunities for our colleagues to grow with Huntington as Huntington grows? And we have to be very deliberate and very serious about that. We have a 50% goal of middle to senior management being diverse. That's gender or ethnically diverse. And I'm happy to report we're very close to that goal today. Wow. Congratulations. We're very close to that goal today. And it's through the efforts of our executives and all colleagues across the bank that really commit to making sure that every time we have an opportunity to promote, every time we have an opportunity to hire, every development opportunity in the company comes with a very clear look at how we can advance diversity, equity, inclusion through a meritocracy-based process in the company. But you really have to lean in and commit. That's awesome. And congratulations on your efforts um, to establishing, I like to call them accountability metrics um, for, for your workforce in mid to senior levels. Because as we know, diversity representation in the entry levels is pretty, pretty consistent with workforce demographics. But the higher you go up, those numbers decrease. But to have that level of focus, I think, is a phenomenal thing. So congratulations. And something else you mentioned, it was a really good point. That jump just doesn't occur overnight from 74 to 88. Right. It sounds like it's a journey that you have to stay on to see the, the, the impact of what you're doing. It is a journey. And it's one that we can, again, advance and be uh, very deliberate about every year. Things just mm -hmm. don't happen because you put it on a piece of paper. It's actions that matter. That's right, great point. Well, Raj, we're getting to the close uh, close to the end of our time. Um, what are you most proud of in your time in Huntington? What are you most proud of in regards to advancing DEI? I'm proud of the conversations that happen. I'm proud of working for a company that puts people first. I'm proud of the fact that many of the things that we discussed with one another today, Marlon, are going in a trajectory and in a direction that we all collectively want. But I'm most proud of the fact that at Huntington, we really mean uh, what we say when it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and our colleagues tell us that. Mm -hmm. I also hear when we are looking at new talent as it comes to the organization of how different our culture is. The feeling at Huntington is really noticeable. And I think that that's a big, 
differentiator for us. We've heard, you've heard internally, we have a category of one journey. We want to be uniquely Huntington. We want to be advancing in a different way. We want our colleagues to be uh, very happy with us and have this as the best place they'll ever work. They may not always stay with Huntington, but they'll look back and say, my experience there was the best. So I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the journey. I'm proud to have worked with people like you and continue to learn as I go through my days. And um, it's it's really a special place. I'm, I'm just so pleased to be connected with Huntington. That's awesome, Raj. And in, in the spirit of that, um, I will say that that Huntington definitely was one of, if not the best place that I've worked. Um, I want to give Steve Steinauer, the C chairman and CEO, credit. But Raj, I also want to give you uh, credit. And I'm, I think it's appropriate to end on, on this note. I'm not sure if you're aware of this at all, but um, I often talk with my clients about inclusive leadership behavior. Uh, and humility are one of those behaviors, practicing humility. And that's being able to foster open communication. Open communication is not always talking um, and sharing your thoughts and beliefs. And so I just want to share with, with my listening and view, viewing audience today, Raj, I'm not sure if you remember um, the time where right around the time when Philando Castile was uh, was murdered um, and yeah. I experienced some level of discrimination um, that same week. And I literally, literally recall being scared and thinking, how am I going to support 16,000 team members, colleagues? And I don't feel comfortable in my own neighborhood at the time. And I remember getting to work. I didn't go put my bags down in the office. I didn't do anything. I came up to your floor. I think I might have barged in. I, I don't know if I knocked or what, but um, I came into your office and you sat with me. I believe it had to be for two hours. Straight. Yep. Um, don't know if you text your admin saying I'm going to take any calls. None of that matter. But I want to just say thank you, because had you not demonstrated that inclusive leadership behavior of humility by being willing to listen to my fears, my concerns, um, I can honestly say I don't know if I would have stayed at Huntington. I don't know if I would have stayed in central Ohio. And I don't even know if I would have continued this work because of the level of fear and frustration that gripped me in that moment. So I just wanted to take a moment to publicly say thank you um, for for your support in, in that um, in that moment. Well, Marlon, you're a friend. You don't have to thank me. I like to think that anybody would do that for friends. And look, people make the difference, right? It's all about people and uh we're all humans, got to be human first. You were in need, was my pleasure. And I'm really grateful that uh, our time together that day helped you pull through it. So um, my, my, my only takeaway from that was, uh, and you used the word, you know, we're, we're all humans and humans should have humility. And with humility, take the time. Take the time to listen, engage, and be part of somebody else's life. Do something good for somebody else each and every day. That's Take awesome. a moment to make a moment. That's awesome. Take the moment to make a moment. Raj, thank you so much. Um, I could probably take another two hours uh, to, to, to talk with you, but definitely wanna be respectful of your time and, and all that you have going on. So um, um, just wanna thank you again for being here. 
and thank everyone for uh, joining this episode of More DNI Discussions featuring Raj Sayal, Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer for Huntington Bank. Thank you for listening. Marlin Moore Consulting is a diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy development firm helping organizations build their diversity strategy by providing them with resources to support their execution. For more information, visit marlinmore.com. And remember, diversity starts with you.